welcome back to the square i am your host curtis the fifth and i'm curtis the fourth and today we are going to continue i know march madness is technically over but we are going to continue with our march madness inspired brackets here with the best movies of uh, sports movies of all time uh, but before we dive into that a couple housekeeping things that we want to go over uh, first and foremost, we're always trying to grow, get larger, and make sure that we are becoming a, a bigger community of sports fans. So if you couldn't, just go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. Uh, and, and big emphasis on the share there. We want to grow as much as possible, so we want as many people yes. to reach out and see us. Um, outside of that, um, follow us on Twitter to follow along with the brackets. There are some uh, polls up there uh, to kind of play along with us here. Uh, plus, uh, we want to make sure. Um, that you guys can see the the full bracket here in, in the last, uh, I guess, six episodes that we've done so far with the different uh, divisions in, in the uh, Sweet 16 round. So uh, go check that out there on Twitter. It's at the underscore square pod. Uh, but without any further ado, we are in now in the Elite Eight round. So you can kick things oh off boy. here. boy. <laughs> It's interesting now. Yes, it does. We have some very, very nice matchups here, and I guess we can just go ahead and dive right in uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, kind of Elite Eight uh, matchup to trip to the Final Four is on the line here between Rocky Four and Cinderella Man. Um, ah. th- this is a really nice matchup. Well, how actually. about, since we had, uh, let me say this, since we're in the Elite Eight, and I know people probably yeah. have seen the brackets by now, and for those who haven't, because people come in at different times, Let's just do a run through of the matchups of the, um, the four matchups, and then we'll go into okay. This. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so yeah, let's start off in the north. We have Rocky Four uh, taking on Cinderella Man. Uh, it was a hard fought road for for Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean it's the two boxing uh movie matchup here. I really like this matchup here. Yeah. Uh, in the east, uh, we have the greatest game ever played versus Draft Day. Um. Yeah, those are we're in the lead eight. These are great matchups, regardless. Nasty, nasty matchup. <laughs> uh, in the south, we have Creed versus Forty Two, and then we wrap things up in the west with Varsity Blues uh, versus uh, Moneyball. So, my question to you: I know you're about to get into this. So just give a little, just a little context to yeah. some of this. What's your biggest surprise of the Elite Eight? Thus far, we got eight teams. Who What's is the your biggest surprise, biggest to make surprise it? that yes, that's in the Elite Eight right now? Like, who is your Cinderella team, <laughs> if there's one to be said, and uh, um, amongst these eight these eight movies? Uh, I mean, not to me, but I guess to a lot of other people, they'll be interested to see how Draft Day made it all the way up here, mm. uh, or Varsity Blues for that matter. I'm gonna go with Varsity Blues. I think that one. Yeah, like, that was like <laughs> the dark horse pick. I'm knocking out Rocky to get here, man. <laughs> I am. Yeah, they ain't blowing up Twitter just yet. But. Yeah, no. But yes, I'm. I, I thought I was after looking at all of these 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 uh, movies. I was like, wow, Varsity Blues actually made it, made it out of the fire, made it all this way. Uh, yeah, no, I I do. I think every single movie here definitely deserves to be here. Um, outside of the fact that again, Warrior, I think that's the biggest upset, and is not even close to just uh, <laughs> got product, knocked out in round one by, product by Moneyball. Of a bad matchup. You know what that? You know what that's equivalency of? We were just, you know, we were kind of sidebar talking uh, way earlier today. That's kind of like that whole NFL season. You know how they how they construct uh, these schedules, oh, like a week one matchup, like Chicago yeah. Green Bay in week <laughs> one. Like, come on, man. <laughs> 
really? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a bad matchup uh, right out of the get go. So yeah, feel feel bad for Warrior because I definitely think it contends with a, a lot of these other movies that have made it to the Sweet Sixteen or even to the Elite Eight. Maybe a couple of those could have got knocked out by Warrior, but. Yeah, just had to deal with Moneyball. But yeah, let's uh, dive into the North matchup here. Yep. Two boxing movies, Rocky Four versus Cinderella Man. Uh, I mean, just your thoughts on the matchup to start. Well, Rocky Four finally gets a um, uh, comp- uh, comparable matchup now. Yeah. As, as we got our finally two boxing movies. So. <laughs> uh, Rocky Four is going to have his hands you know, kind of have his hands full on this one. Um, again, you know, his highest, you know, second, well, as right now, the second highest grossing sports movie of all time. Um, apart from that, probably one of the most iconic movies on, on, on within our brackets right now. For sure. Um, I mean, this, come on, the Rocky franchise goes through, what, four decades now? Five decades at this point? Five, yeah. Goodness, yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess no. There ha- there hasn't been a, a Creed movie in twenty twenty, so roughly, yeah, let's so just say almost five, yeah, <laughs> four decades, man, so close to day five. Exactly, <laughs> it just, it transcends time. So yeah, you know, um, and what can be said? You know, Rocky. You know, it's his fourth installment. Rocky versus the Russian. You know, USA versus USSR. That yeah. used to be you know, what it used to be. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, did this you, movie come out in the height of the Cold War? I I don't know exactly where. I mean, because like eighty five, I, mean, I was only eight. Yeah, oh, fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> no, I don't really don't know. I just I know of it, and it was kind of. I didn't focus on that too much, but yeah. it was hints of that. It had to be because it was hints of this through media all yeah. the time, like you're watching the news, you know, something, a newspaper. It was the always Russians talking coming about to get it. You. So, and all of a sudden, this movie came out. And for a kid, it was just okay. You know, you look at it from almost like a uh, sports video game aspect. It's yeah. USA versus USSR or any other country. You know, because yeah. like you know, Nintendo was height heightened it. The Nintendo Entertainment System, the original one, had just came out around it. Well, it was well, yeah. I think it came out in eighty six, but I could around the time, yeah, it was around that time. So you was getting a lot of that kind of um, media around you where. Lot of representation of the countries and so on and so forth and then it just came out of the 84 olympics so you know it's just Jesus. just things about the countries <laughs> yeah. and stuff so it, it was that movie kind of fell into that theme you know and I, um and i know i'm probably explaining people probably listening it's like come on man i know this movie you know I'm like Everybody but <laughs> there's a backstory to it and sometimes we just kind of gloss over it through the glitz and glamour of the boxing and you know and the, and the sound effects of the boxing i'm yeah. like these dudes act like they got sledgehammers in their bl- in their gloves. The way they hit each other, <laughs> and the ref never stops to fight. You know, he never. never gets in there. And I mean, even the though, one time a ref the, takes his pride and puts it aside and puts the sport first. <laughs> yeah, it's only in these movies. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know. And the, all I was gonna say, in the one time that a ref tried to try to break up anything, uh, well, Dra- Drago pushes the ref halfway across the ring. Oh yeah, away. so <laughs> no disqualification, a death. A murder, you know. You're right. No, 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 no. Um, no fines. No, there was no the investigation. Police didn't arrest him. No investigation. There was nothing. He just got the. He went. He got a free pardon to go right back home. You know, he complete full immunity. <laughs> just in hindsight, that is in that is wild. Exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, you know, I guess the fight took, that didn't the fight take place in Vegas. I think it was Vegas. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, shout out to Vegas. You know, thank you for dropping the ball there and letting no the Nevada up. Boxing Commission at the time. I guess they didn't. <laughs> you know, letting, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Letting, letting one of your one of your sons, you know, take take one for the team, and and it cost him his life. You yeah. know, and I'm like you know, I don't know. It should have been a big investigation in this movie. That's a big hole in the story because yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. I think it all got summarized in the newspaper clipping, um, cut cutaways that they did. Yeah, I, I, I never tried to pause it and actually read it. I, I need to read that. It probably give me a lot of context yeah. to what I want to, you know, because like, why did he fight him? Okay, why did he lay? They they said he like he, I don't know if he lost the title by not like he he he. Or was it just a non-title fight? I, it was never clear. I think he was. I think it was. I, mean, I guess it wasn't for the title. I guess it was just a. No, but it, it was. They they worded it like as if he lost the title. Like he had to like basically you know like reclaim the, it. Like it was vacated for, yeah. for, from him. But I don't think that was what it was. It's just the wording was kind of fun. You know, kind of funky in the movie. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened. But it wasn't a title fight. It should have been. But but it wasn't. Um. So that's Rocky Four. I mean, I'm I'm trying to find like what didn't I say about this movie up until this point, you know? And, I mean, we've definitely you know, covered a lot of it. So I mean, oh oh my God, there's the robot. You can never ever <laughs> <laughs> underestimate the robot, and and yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm just saying, you know, the robot and Polly had a, had a nice little relationship. I don't. <laughs> Some weird stuff going on in that movie. I'll tell you at the beginning, but moving on, I digress. Um, then we have Cinderella Man. I'll let you have this one. No, I mean we this one we talked about a lot too. I think it's a, I think it's underrated only because it's kind of hidden behind all of this Great Depression talk uh, with this movie and Cinderella Man. But I think that really does um, lend a lot to how much th- this movie, what this movie is really about, and like I said, and the last two rounds basically this is really a about a fight to to overcome just in insane odds and in, in having to deal with again the great depression losing your job your family like everything that was going on in this movie was just it, the way that the story is told I, I mean i think this is one of the great one of the best story told mo- movies uh, in sports media uh, as a whole, so I mean, Cinderella Man a- as a whole is just one of these movies where the story is just captivating, um, and that and and it's also driven by the action of boxing. Every boxing movie is is great in, in its own right, uh, but the the story behind this, the 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 when you take boxing out of it, I think there's there's so much still there for this movie. That I think that's why this one holds up against most any other movies that are on this list. Oh yeah, um, man, inspiring movie. Uh, it takes you through. I just it just takes you through the the um the valleys of the Great Depression. It gives you. I mean, if you find yourself not being able to put yourself in, whether it was in his place, if you was a if you was a female, the you know the wife's, the wife's place. Part, yeah. If you was a child, the children's. I mean, you you had to identify with something on here because it really did speak to humanity. And what was really going on? And boxing for him almost became his side hustle. It was just to try to float, you know, 
float the, you know, float the, you know, kind of, you know, float their income yeah. for a little bit. And he was just trying to get these fights just to get something, you know, to just throw some change his way. Kind of sound like Warrior. A little bit. Yeah, I was, I literally, that's what I was about to say. It was like just the same way. In Warrior, Warrior, Great Depression, you know, style. Here we go. Yeah, you know. 100%. <laughs> Without the whole brother aspect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it's, uh, man, him getting out, having to leave out, it's, it's, it's pitch dark. I don't know what time it is. It looks like it's four in the morning. He looks cold. It's it's 19, what, 30 something? 31? 32, 33. Somewhere, somewhere in there. there. I, you know, he. I mean, he ain't got a goose down coat. They're in New York. New York. I, I mean, he ain't got a skull cap. He has got a little, you know, um, a, a little Kango type. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, dude, you has to be cold. You know, he ain't got no gloves. There's no, there's no, there's no, no thermal clothes. I'm like, wait, if you can't feel the uncomfortableness of, of having this, this type of grind that this man had to go through. Having to share like one slice of ham for breakfast or something like that. And oh, doing yeah. your best not to try to wake up your kids in the middle of the night, and then they wake up. And he, he uh, I think that was one of the biggest points of that scene was basically him giving up his breakfast for his kids because they were hungry, and he, and he had to go work. It was his daughter specifically, yeah. And she, she ate her part, it was, and it, was, it could have been him. I think it was baloney, but baloney, it, it yeah. doesn't matter. It was <laughs> the the fact being that that was breakfast. Yeah, it. I mean, you talk about rationing out food and. Oh my gosh! The why I'm the only reason I'm talking about it is because I really want to give credit to Cinderella Man that this movie was very, very as a very well written movie. Um, and yeah, you know, and yeah, the little greedy gut girl wants so I want some more, you know. And so he comes up and gives this little analogy about a dream he had, and he was just so full from eating this steak that was so big. He said he can't eat another bite, and he just gives it over to his daughter. Very, I mean, touched me as a father. You know, I probably would have did that to you know your sister or something like that. Yeah, had it been like that, I get it. You know, <laughs> this is like because I'm like the man got to work. <laughs> He's already just going to eat like a a sample a sample's <laughs> worth of food, and then this girl up just as, up as early as them. Probably because he's hungry, you yeah. know, and that's the whole point, man. Now you have to go out at work thinking about my kids that's hungry, they're cold, they're this, they, you yeah. know, my wife, you know, man, you talk about, oh my God, this was like a rags to riches story on steroids, literally, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that's Cinderella, man, you know, and he turned his fortunes around and and he gets back into the boxing game and, and eventually he wins the championship. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not, this is not a spoiler, people. So you, you you go on Google and you put in James Braddock and it tells the whole life and boom there's the movie in this in essence so yeah. it, this is this is based on a true story so so there we go now we got Rocky Four and Cinderella Man so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the honors of uh, starting with you know the most you know making this impossible choice here it is it's a tough choice but I for me I'll say this I have Rocky Four written down on my paper here but. I'm going to call an audible and go Cinderella, man, only because the story is just more captivating to me than, than Rocky Four. Rocky Four, again, iconic movie. It, it, that, that's a, oh, you over here stealing my thunder now. <laughs> it, well, I'll let you take Rocky Four then because I'm almost positive that's the one you put, picked. I, I was I was wavering with Rocky Four, but the more I kept talking about Cinderella, man, <laughs> started changing my yeah, changing my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm going against I'm going really against the grain here, <laughs> and um I, I I have to go with Cinderella, man. This yeah. is just it, it's it, it, it's it's fitting. Let me let me explain, people. Cinderella man got out of the first round 
facing the program. Okay, now for anybody who's watched the program, 1993, J- James Con, Omar Epps, Holly yeah. Berry, you know, I'm just saying. Okay, okay, nice formidable matchup. You know, Cinderella Man gets get we we kind of because you know it was kind of a slam dunk. We just yeah. kind of uh, when it was all said and done, we we picked Cinderella Man. Remember the movie, beginning of the movie, very successful. Just like, <laughs> just like, you know, he was very successful at the beginning. 100%. Then calamity. Great Depression hits. comes. <laughs> right. Now we got, you know, here comes the challenges and, the, you know, and, and, and here comes all the, you know, the pushback and, 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 the, and the barriers and the resistance. And who did they get in the second round? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. And that came down to a coin flip. Yeah, and, it sure did. And guess whose fortunes changed yet again? Cinderella Man. <laughs> And now Cinderella Man gets to go up against, you know, um, what was the champion <laughs> in in the movie? Oh, the I attack. forget his name. Oh, uh, I got it. Max Bear. Yes. <laughs> Max, you know, and the only reason why I remember that is because his son was Jethro in, um, in uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. Gotcha. That was Max Bear Jr. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just a little fun fact, by the way. Just <laughs> after that. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, so um, now they, you know, now here we got Max Bear slash IE the Rocky Four, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm for I'm just man, when you like as you could say, when you put it to a story plot, this you know, action, I think both movies comparably have just as much action as the other. I mean, maybe Rocky Four is a little more exciting, a little more glitz glamour. However, Cinderella Man's storyline, plot, historical content, you know, um, true real people it just it's just so much more substance to the movie you know and we don't have the 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 little soundtrack montage like we do on on rocky (laughs) four yeah (laughs) exactly uh no it is cinderella man again like i said the the, for its story itself when you take because i feel like if you take out the boxing of rocky four and if you take out the boxing of cinderella man I think there's just so much more left over with Cinderella Man as compared to not saying that there isn't more story in in in, in what's behind Rocky Four and whatnot. There's a lot there about his training and and what he had to go through, the whole climbing up mountains and everything. And, and yes, that stuff is awesome. <laughs> but at the end of the day, and him having to deal with his at what became his best friend dying uh, in the ring, and him being his coach and and holding him in his arms, and in all of the story there, yes. Rocky Four is a great movie without the boxing, but I think Cinderella Man just has so much more to give. There's so much more content. There's so much more behind it yes. outside of the boxing that makes it uh, just that much better of a movie. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I don't know. Do, do we dare say an upset? <laughs> you know, or just. I mean, I, I mean, technically, I guess it would be an upset, but I, to me, I just think Cinderella Man, I, I think, again, it's just one of these movies where I, I'm sure. So many people have seen this movie. I mean, it's a number three seed for a reason. Right. Uh, but I think it's still at the end of the day. I don't think enough people have seen it. Got a couple of fun facts that I never mentioned about this movie. Something What's I that? found out. It was very interesting. <clears throat> AMC, the the movie company, yeah. they had believed that, that uh, Cinderella Man was going to be one of the finest movies ever, or, or finest motion. Pi- no, the finest motion picture of the year. They, okay. That was their claim of fame. So much so they had a they had a contest. <laughs> really, I did not know about this during the time. They had this contest, and um, <clears throat> within this contest, they were offering a money back guarantee if you did not like the movie. Wow, that's how much that's how confident they was 
about the movie. Now, you already know. You line up 100 people in a room. Yeah. You be talking about money back guarantee. It could be the freaking Godfather, you know, yeah. or Scarface, Rocky Four, Creed. I'm just going to take these, <laughs> these you know, Avengers Endgame, you know, Man of Steel. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm coming to y'all, boy. Pretty Woman, you know, yeah. Just these, you know what I'm saying? These iconic movies yeah. that just kind of came out. You gonna get you gonna get somebody gonna be like you know I just thought that was crap you yeah. know I just, I, you know and it goes so much it was horrible it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life can I have my money back yeah you know and it, it, it yeah so in the midst across across the nation the number was fifty patrons only asked for money back guarantee really they money back yeah wow I mean I guess <clears throat> to me I guess again this movie came out in two thousand five. Um, so I mean, I was seven when this movie came out. But at the end of the day, like, there's just so many people that I talk to, and I, I bring up this movie in conversation sometimes. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and and like people just like in the midst of having conversations about sports movies, about boxing and stuff like that, just nobody else knows what I'm talking about. And I tell them to go watch this movie because it's fantastic. I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I think it is just, like I said, just that much better than Rocky Four. But and everybody else has seen Rocky Four. I mean, I mean, everybody's seen the Rocky franchise. I mean, I don't right. think you're it's gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to find somebody who hasn't seen at least one of the Rocky movies. But uh, spanning from 1976 to 2000, what 19 was Creed two came out. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. so you, like across that time period, you've had to see at least one of these movies. But Cinderella Man is just just one off movie that is just so good that I feel like from having conversations with people, so many people haven't seen this movie. And and I think a lot of people are missing out on it. No, and it probably has a lot to do with the times, you know, yeah. 1920s, late 20s, early 30s. And people just get turned off, you know. And it's fair. But unfortunately, I mean, I mean but yeah. you, it's like, you know. People who read books, man, you gotta, you know, gotta give it a moment, you know, uh, or even if you invest in any movie, when people, when people are binge watching stuff now and they streaming, uh, I mean, come on, you know, if we get in these series, you already know how those first couple of, you know, first couple of episodes, you just gotta stay with it, you know, because yeah. you already know, like, what the hell am I watching, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But then all of a sudden, episode three starts and <laughs> you all in. Now you back at work telling everybody to watch this movie, <laughs> exactly. man. This is my show. You know, this is the shit. You, this is what you want to watch. You know, the, the, the five thousand things that we all watch. You know, exactly. <laughs> right. So here we are. So Cinderella Man, um, surprise, no surprise, goes through and is the first, our first contestant in, in the final, the four. final four. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right well let's head over on to the east east we go to the east we go uh greatest game ever played taking on draft day Uh, i mean this is upsets of all upsets this bracket no major no one through four even made out of the first round so there's no way that you can get basically a a chalk selection here when it comes to 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 the east bracket so i mean again let's let you kick it off with your thoughts on the matchup um I think I need to um, sit out of this one. I don't want to choose nothing. This is horrible. So, um, what you want to take? I'll take whichever one you don't want. I'll take draft day. You, you kick things will. off with it. <laughs> you give it to me every round. <laughs> Greatest game ever played. Okay. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Yes, once again, everybody. It's a golf movie by Disney. Um, 
it really deals a lot. It's it's kind of dealing with it almost in the same time frame as um the game. What were we just saying? The Cinderella Man. It, oh it's yeah, a, yeah. It takes 1920s. back twenties. Yeah, it's twenties somewhere in the twenties because the depression I don't think hit yet, but it was I think it was yeah. before. Well, the, the depression hit in like twenty nine. So right. any anywhere in but somewhere that, in there, but the, I don't I don't remember them making a reference to the depression in that one. Yeah, so no. it was, but it was coming or it just left <laughs> one or the other. So well, with that, you know, you you had a lot of issues with um what they was covering because they was in this big you know country club and and, and this golf country club. So it's a lot of stuff dealing with class, socioeconomics, things of that nature. You know. Uh, fitting in, you know, because you know, uh, Francis Mimet, you know, uh, played by Shia LaBeouf, you know, his character, he was just kind of a walk-on. He got endorsed, and uh, someone basically, you know, one of the guys at the club endorsed him as an older gentleman. Yeah. Um, because he he seen something in him, and, and they, again, they never explained or showed, they didn't really do it going to his backstory as to how he was able to play golf. At, you know, and he looked fairly young, but as young as he was, he was basically like he, he was like a prodigy, you yeah. know, you know, literally. So, um, and he started to earn the respect of the some of the other golfers, um, as we've seen, you know, Stannis Baratheon in there. I, I, I forgot his, I forgot the actor's name, <laughs> but, but you know, um, he, he earned his respect, and I, I forgot, I, man, I don't remember his name in the in the, in the movie. Um, with, with golfer he was I can't remember nevertheless um it was I mean I again I said arguably the best golf movie um out there on on the on, on the open market um there's you know there's a couple others we can, that can challenge it but I I'm just saying arguably um but it just shows I mean a fierce competitive competitive um tournament that that just man, it just really it went there, you know. And I, I was like, I don't know if Disney just worked this charm and magic on me, but man, it got me. And I was like, I was all in. And I'm not a Disney fan <laughs> in general, you know. Yeah. But yeah, this is one of those you know quiet, quiet as kept movies that's you know that's not really being talked about. It's kind of just ran under the radar. However, I don't know how, you know, considering like the movie Holes. Now that's not a you know not a um not a sports movie but yeah it got all these rave reports and I was like wait man people are actually going to the movies to watch this you know and then this comes out and crickets you know yeah, like that's true I don't like Holes is good but I don't think it's better than that. you know I know that we're comparing that type of movies but Shia LaBeouf is in both movies but I just thought this was even better than that movie and there was nothing wrong with Holes you know so well here we you know so. It's just a movie that shows, you know, it really touches on, you know, competition, um, competitiveness, um, determination. Uh, You've seen the relationship between the father and his old school way of thinking, even though all of it's old school, but (laughs) you know, considering the time it came from. But he was, I mean, he really held to a very traditional sense of keep your head down, get a get a good get a get a get a, get a good job, work really hard, yeah, don't make any waves, don't you know? Well, but that's what he was doing at the country club, though. He was just put head down, just doing his job. Believe it or not, yeah, part. I didn't even make the. He actually was, yeah, you know. But 
<laughs> but he but then despises that because I guess because it spoke against his dream. But I guess as long as he's playing golf, that was good enough for him. But yeah, but that was that. I mean, that's a part of the journey, though. You know, because he trying to find where he fits in. But granted, you know, you are a product of your environment. You yeah. Know? So if that's is, you know, sure, you know, just by way of an association, he got used to seeing his dad do that. So that's what he did mm-hmm. in essence. But. He went out there and he he played his he played his butt off, you know, and made. He was only made, twenty when he won. Was, oh man, That's man, crazy. I thought he was like sixteen in the movie. No. Okay. 20. Well, I mean, he I mean, Disney probably fabricated to make him a little bit younger, but I mean, even then, twenty years old going up against professional golfers as an amateur golfer—that's wow, that's insane. I mean, yeah. just the nerves you would have at twenty years old to to play, <laughs> to play in a tournament like that. It just speaks to those specials, those special talents that cause come come every so often. That's just, a mental fortitude. I don't know any twenty year old nowadays would have. I mean, only I mean, you seen Tiger? When was when he won his major? How old was he? Let's Do check. Remember? Hmm. But you know, um, you just kind of seen the camaraderie and you see camaraderie of the um the the other golfers and how they kind of banded together and it was kind of like you know the U.S. versus. <laughs> Versus, uh, versus all the guys from from from, from Europe, the, you know. And, 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 and. He won at twenty one. Hey, that's, that's what I'm saying. Very cl- That's what I was getting. <laughs> at. I remember he was very young when he won it. So that's what I'm getting at. It's just like again, these these child prodigies, you know, that just just come out. Of, you know, they almost look like they came out of nowhere. This man. Uh, this, this has nothing to do oh, with the, with the movie. Tiger Woods in 1997, 21 year old. He, he wins his first title, but do you know how he won his first title? Go ahead. 18 under, 12 strokes up on the next guy behind him. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> he was out there playing by himself. He smashed these old men on the course. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it got to the point where it was Tiger versus the field. And that was all it was. Like, okay, where's oh Tiger at? Where, where's the next guy? You know, I remember that kind of being a thing for a while. He won by 12 shots and 18 under. Oh, my God. I mean, 21. <laughs> I mean, insane. It's just like a machine, you know, and that 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 kind of mental focus and fortitude. I mean, you got that kind of essence in this movie. So, yeah. Um, you know, just just I don't want to go any further. I mean, I've said more than enough for greatest game, um, greatest game ever played. And again, like I said, now it's going against you know a formidable, you know, uh, co- um, competitor oppo- in draft and opponent. You're right <laughs> in draft day, and I'll give it over to you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean draft day is it's its own breed. It, you know, I guess the only thing you can compare to it is Moneyball, which we've all seen. But draft day it it, it I think it dives in just a little bit more and it it again, it's just one of these behind the scenes, what actually happens on the day of the draft, how does it how do these how does this wheeling and dealing side type stuff happen like you hear on espn every time they were in talks they they've been they've been having in they've been in talks all day about this and 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 they were they've been really going hard at it and trying to make a deal happen and this that and the other you hear shefty all the time (laughs) saying that stuff and you're like well actually how does it happen this movie shows it 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 just the the amount of calls the way that they try to one-up on each other the way that they try to kind of make these these kind of slick little uh, back-end deals that somehow uh, nobody on the other side kind of saw how they were getting away with getting this one guy. <laughs> and 
man, just the way that these GMs and, and just the pride that they have in, ha- in kind of getting one over on, on their uh, on their counterparts is, is just amazing. And again, my fun fact about this is that the well, you had one that this wasn't even supposed to be about the Buffalo or, or supposed to be about the Cleveland Browns. It was supposed to be about the Buffalo Bills for one, mm-hmm. but they really were trying to make this portrayed for for Michael Lombardi. As the GM of, of the Cleveland Browns, once they did decide on Cleveland, was Mike Lombardi the actual GM of Cleveland? I don't think he was at the time. I think uh, Mike Lombardi might have left just a couple years earlier than that. Okay, but Mike Lombardi was called about like what, like how things like this happens in in the draft. That's how they made it so real. Like Mike Lombardi was like a consultant on this movie. Okay, um, and he was telling them how like some of these organizations work and, and how these calls end up happening, how, how these things come up in natural conversation and, mm-hmm. and how all of this stuff works. Um, and, and that's what made this movie so real and, and, and just, I think, so authentic is just they were able to really hone in on how it feels, especially just those moments leading up to the draft, just like the, the chaos and everything's happening and that pick hits and, where did that come how did they end up making that look <laughs> like yeah. all of this stuff where, where you get mel kuyper getting on the horn like i don't know how they made that work i don't know look <laughs> well they, they did a couple of cuts where they actually took footage from an actual draft true and then they i think they kind of edited out um goodell's mouth a little bit just yeah. to fit but they, they, they would be yeah when they showed when they panned over to the crowds and stuff that was actual yeah draft you know coverage so it's you can't. I mean, you can look at it as close as you want. You can't tell. What, what, it's hard. Dude. Yeah, it, the, it looked like they just extras, really. You know. <laughs> so, I mean, hell, you ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Just take footage from the dra- yeah. actual draft, you know, and then where they needed to bring in the regular, you know, the um, the the you know, with the Terry Crews and the Aaron yeah. Fosters. Now, okay, now they sit at the table. Sure. Now we, you know. I mean, yeah, they 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 were very smart. Like, uh, we don't want to redo this whole this whole scene. It's not necessary. Yeah. So, um, but man, it, it's all my man. They really have like an all star cast. Actually, quiet yeah. is kept on here. And I mean, my favorite. And I, I didn't even never mention this. Tom freaking Welling, Brian Drew. Oh wow. Mr. You know, Mr. Smallville, Smallville himself. himself. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't believe he's in the movie with a beard. I'm yeah. like, you know, if anybody watched Smallville, that he never had any facial hair for ten seasons yeah. at any point. Never did. And then for cheap, about a dozen that there are two, uh, three movies or however many they made, nothing. And all of a sudden he comes in with a full grown beard. I'm like, oh, that's Clark. <laughs> you know, I was like, wait a minute. You know. So anyhow, but uh, that was a nice little, you know. One, you know, like a nice little surprise that was in the movie. I had no idea he was in it until I seen him. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, yeah, no, it's just one of these movies where, like, the, the how authentic it is behind the scenes and in and, and the way that they they portray, like, and then again, this is not about like how a draft work itself. It's the whole day. It starts from when he wakes up in that morning and and the first calls that he's making and and how he's making these deals happen. And then this movie spans about like a seven hour period leading up to the draft and Mm -hmm. in the draft itself, obviously, but for them to really show how you get to these points and his, speaks to our fantasy brains here with, with us as technical GMs with our own fantasy teams. Like this is what happens really when you're in a legitimate fantasy league. I know you got some leagues where you have guys that draft and then nope, we'll never make a deal ever again. Right. Um, but when you have 
uh, fantasy teams like that or fantasy leagues like that where you're able to talk with your friends, talk with these other guys and see what the GMs are talking about and what deals you're trying to make and, and how things make better for other teams and, and what what's the benefit for this guy and that guy. It just everything about this movie it, to me is just super authentic it's super real and and it and it shows it in an interesting fashion and and i think it's again a criminally underrated movie just because it came out during a time it's based off of the, of the browns so first off it, it's at a time before the browns became relevant i know that oh, for any young people now they think right. <laughs> the browns are have been hot stuff for for quite a while now no <laughs> The Browns been horrible for twenty years. <laughs> so when the just time until, of this movie came out, just until last year, because I think this movie came out before the Miles Garrett draft. Didn't... Yeah, that's twenty fourteen. No, it's three years before that. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just across the board. Just, I think that was kind of the first turnoff. Johnny Manziel draft. Ugh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. That's when it came. Yeah. Nah. So you gotta understand the hype train that was going on. During this time, especially with the Johnny Manziel hype. Yeah. No, yeah. Though it it's at a time this draft is this movie itself is just it encapsulates the the behind the scenes for 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 the NFL when it comes to the draft itself in in such a great way, and it's just I think it it's just underrated to me. Well, I'll let you kick off the picks this time here. Well, I mean. So we have embellished on both of these movies as much as we possibly can. <laughs> Try to get buy-in. I mean, for those that are listening, you all probably have already made y'all picks. Probably been telling us to stop talking. Let me just fast forward. Probably fast forward all through this. I ain't even hearing this right now. Already skipped to the pick. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to get to it and take it in Wayne and what I've seen. And This is one. This is not the one I wanted to choose. I got to go draft day. Oh, wow. Well, I guess we're going to have our first coin flip of the Elite Eight because I 100% are going Greatest Game. I think there's no <laughs> way I can cannot pick Greatest Game. Uh, I gave you draft day because I didn't want to. I would have just talked about it so much. You already knew what my pick was. <laughs> so I was just, That's fair. It just, I, I had spent the whole week thinking about it, and I was just like, I like what I like, you know, and I no, like both fair. movies, but it, I, mean, this is I one am of the toughest a matchup. draft day fan. Like, that's. That's my movie there. <laughs> and that's right totally fair. So what do we got? We doing a coin flip, which is sad to say. And it's greatest game. Are you sure? Yeah. Ah, feel <laughs> ah, bad. It's okay though. So greatest game ever played gets through. And 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 deservingly so. I'm not you can't be too upset. No, I just, you know, someone had to lose in this one, obviously, um, and that and that's fine. If it had, if it lost to anything, it lost to this movie. I'm, I'm completely fine. Wait, I mean, everybody should be honored being. Oh. At... Piper. Yeah. 
Yeah, so greatest game gets on through. I mean, it just like you said, you can't really be mad about those two. One of them having to lose. So, I mean, and this uh, first one on this side of the bracket taking on uh, whoever comes out of the south. So it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on that side. <clears throat> so greatest game ever played Cinderella Man. I don't know something about the nineteen the Roaring Twenties <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's clean sweet there, but moving on. No. <laughs> All, All right, right, next matchup. Let's talk about it. Let's head over to the south here, and we have Creed versus 42. Ooh. Um, I'm going to kick Jordan you here. versus Trad Bozeman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so it's, we got, oh. Oh, my, my goodness. T'Challa versus Killmonger, Killmonger again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, talk about a backstory here. For sure. No, uh, yeah, this is Creed versus 42. Uh, I'm going to kick things off with Creed. Go ahead. Man, Creed is just, again, it's a continuation of the Rocky franchise. This is what kicks off the new era. of, And, it, and it, right, uh, we say it's a part of the Rocky franchise, but honestly, Creed is its own thing. And I can't wait to see what Creed 3 brings. Um, <laughs> they need to continue this, and they need to make this as just as big as a franchise as Rocky was. Right. Um, but... Creed one the original here. This one, like I said, this is where I think it kind of gets into the Cinderella man's side of the boxing story. When you take the boxing out of it, the story that's left behind there is mm-hmm. just it, there's so much there still. And I think Creed really does hit home, and I think that's where this kind of changed the like you said this like the new era of the Rocky franchises they kind of started doing storytelling in a different way too with mm-hmm. the Creed uh story uh, the, the Creed franchise as well so this one i i think that just with Adonis Creed kind of battling with himself having an internal fight if you will an internal boxing match with himself trying to figure out who he really is if he he's something more than just a name uh coming from because it was like you said uh when we kind of did the synopsis in the first round Mm -hmm. he was really competing with this adonis johnson uh persona versus his creed blood that he has in him to be this fantastic fighter mm-hmm. um and he's been doing these amateur fights and, and all this stuff and he is he is good and he's fighting with his in within his family they're not even uh, giving him the respect that he thinks that he deserves he, he just wants to show that he improved to people that he can uh be th- this uh, a, a true boxer and, and he, he he wants to just explore that side uh, of, of his family and he and right. the only person on that side that he even does reach out to him is the person that's not his mother <laughs> so i think that that's one of the one of the back backstories that i think is it's it's dark but it's also it's it's just it's so captivating right um so i think that that's where it starts and then his journey when he finds tessa thompson's character I forget her name uh, unfortunately but she is just this powerhouse in her own right uh and, and and the way that the they as a as a couple play off each other like you said this is like a bianca. a power couple of all power couples it's bianca bianca yeah <laughs> so in 
for her character to, to have her own thing and, and for her to show her support in the way that she does and the way that she kind of pushes him and drives him to, to be more than, than, than just this Creed persona. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to follow in the footsteps of Apollo. He can do his own thing by, by still boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then also, the way that he supports her with her musical endeavors and, and, and the way that she the, the, just like you said, it's a modern day power couple, uh, like a, mm-hmm. a epitome of that in, in, exactly. in, in all honesty. So just and then that's just the story elements of it, though, the boxing of it and how real the boxing is. I mean, uh, what's his name? Michael B. Jordan took quite a few actual like real punches. And I oh, think, the, yeah, there's, there's actually a funny behind the scenes where they're like, there's actually a christening that had to happen because if you're a part of the Rocky franchise, you have to take them. Like the main character has to take real punches because apparently Sylvester Stallone, when he was doing all of the Rocky movies, each and every one of them, at least one of those scenes, he took a real legitimate punch. Hmm. And so he had to do the same thing. Interesting. And so the the punch where he gets knocked down uh, by the British, cha- I forget his name, the, the champion. Pretty Ricky. Yeah, Pretty Ricky. Pretty uh, Ricky Collin. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Collins. <laughs> the way, the punch where he actually gets uh, knocked down uh, mm-hmm. before he gets back up, uh, that scene right there. That's a they did that punch in real time. I mean, when he went to sleep. Yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't get back up. He was out. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> then all of a sudden he just woke up. Yeah. And jumped right up. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That one. That that scene he took actually a that that, that punch is real and there's oh. actually a, like you you can see the behind the scenes of it. He was out like he he went down fast too, and I'll show you too after the episode. It's it's a nasty punch he took. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's that that's Creed. I'll, I'll wrap. I mean, we've we've embellished on it the last two episodes and 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 today. I mean, there's not too much more that I have to say about Creed because th- this movie itself is just by far, I think. I I think that this takes Rocky into a the Rocky franchise into uh like I said this modern day look of it, but it does it in such in its own way that it it honestly does it 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 is its own franchise and I and I can't wait to see where this continues to go. Hmm. But okay. I'll let you take forty two. Forty two. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I get Chad Chad with Bozeman's probably the movie that put him on the map. Yeah, uh, which is forty two, the Jackie Robinson story. Um, so of course it's based on a true story. It's you know it's t- taking the time. It's basically showing his inception of coming into Major League Baseball, where you know, um, where Mister Ricky, you know, played by Harrison Ford, you know, finally has a conviction to you know that there definitely should be blacks in baseball at this point. Because up until this point, they just were, there was no integration. Um, but it 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 started to wear on him as a person, and he understood where baseball was going and where basically where the world was going. And so he was trying to be ahead of his t- ahead of the times. And he took, I guess you could say, for lack of a better statement, uh, took a chance <laughs> on Jackie Robinson, even though it sounds ridiculous. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, I'm, to, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm taking a chance on Michael Jordan. You know, like, are you serious? A chance? <laughs> okay. You know, so, um, and so we get to see his journey of his first year in, with the Brooklyn Dodgers and all the pitfalls and uh, the social and racial issues that he had to deal with. I mean, 
the distraction had to be unreal for him. And yet he was the best player on the team with the distraction. Yeah. How much better could he have been without all of that? You True. you it's one of those <laughs> the, the whole like the, the whole little Tiger Woods the analogy. Like how many strokes up? <laughs> he, was, he was twelve strokes up. Under? He was eighteen under, but he was twelve strokes up on the next guy. I got that, but I you, you had me at eighteen under. He's killing the course. I mean, Honestly. Yeah, yeah, he beating the competition, but he's killing the course though. <laughs> like eighteen under, dude. It's ridiculous. That is not profession. I know I'm supposed to be talking about that's 42. obsession, <laughs> right? I, he he owns the field. You know, like are you serious? That's called winning at golf. Yeah, you don't win at golf, but that's winning golf. I mean, you winning that that day. Yeah. This is Jackie Robinson's first year. I mean, considering all. With any other, I don't want to say the average baseball player, any other baseball player would have had to deal with during that time. Yeah. Nobody could even come close to the, the scrutiny that this man was under. You know, just just, the, just the, I mean, all out racial slurs that just, it was just onslaughts and no one's going to stop it. Everyone's yeah. okay with it, you know, for the most part. Anybody that's in power uh, or can say something, umpires are not saying anything, managers are not saying anything. You know, it's just, Players and teammates are not even saying anything, you know, at least not up front. And it's just, yeah, you know, you know, you, you, you know, Jackie Robinson had had to really. I, I think, man, if I if I look up through his memoirs or really look him up and stuff, I'm sure that was a lot of lonely days that he spent, you know, just isolated, you know, and being ostracized from just social settings and and society itself, and still going out there and performing and still going out there and focusing and, and, and giving his, putting his best foot forward and then and helping him and ultimately win a World Series. And yeah. I think they wanted to, the next year and the second year, if I'm not mistaken. I, 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 think I, so. I have to look that up, but I think that they, they didn't win the first year, but I think they won in the second. Yeah. Um, man, that's excellence. You know, and I, if, and uh, for, I mean, I'm a little older, but I don't, I didn't grow up in the era of Jackie Robinson, so I, you know, <laughs> did not get to see him play. You know, I you see a clip here and a clip there, and you know, I tell and you know, you go off the um, the um, the words of other people who's been here before us, and you know their stories, and yeah. you know, they they you know they have the eye test or somewhat of somewhat of it, you know, more so than you know people of a later generation. But the movie was just it, it. You know, it wasn't so much about. It was a movie about the Brooklyn Dodgers. It was about him, you yeah. know, and and by a way that he actually ended up playing for the Brooklyn Dodgers. I mean, and of course, he stayed, showed him starting out in minor league just to get him warmed up, you know, <laughs> just to go through the motions. It was kind of interesting because they had to play the game with this guy. And, and I know Mr. Ricky knew he had a he he had a blue chip phenom, you know, and, and, and he had a ringer on it. <laughs> a ringer is the, really the word I was looking yeah. for. He had a ring on his team, and he just he had to downplay it based on where we were in the world at that time because <laughs> it would have just all went bad. Had you know Branch Ricky, I keep getting his first name Branch. Yeah, so, yeah, Branch Ricky. So it's so it, you know so it, it's it's a journey to show you a very inspiring movie of, you know, um, overcoming, um, succeeding, success, you know, um, you know um, 
endurance. You know, you, you know, it just go down. You, you know, all you, the superlatives. You, you know, you, you, you know, you go, you, you, when you go to, you know, like to a training class or something, yeah. you go sit in the open, um, sit up in one of the little training rooms, and all of a sudden you look on the wall and they got, uh, <laughs> with these little pictures that be having these words on it, these adjectives. Oh, like, the, uh, the courage. Yeah, you the know? inspirational quotes. <laughs> yeah, and right. Yeah. No, it'd just be yeah that, and it'd be like a little caption under it. But yeah. It, it, but it'd be some kind of inspiring picture or something. Gotcha. You know? Um, endurance, <laughs> perseverance, you know, that's, that's what this movie really captivate. And I think that's enough to go up against Creed right now. So I'm saying all that to say, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we're coming down to like, again, Chad Bozeman versus uh, Michael B. Jordan, you know, Killmonger versus T'Challa. So here we go. I think this is Killmonger's revenge and I'm taking Creed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to shake things up a little bit. And we're going to go with a clean sweep with Creed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's no way. No. And that's not to take anything away from Jackie Robinson. That story is fantastic. I just think, from what I was talking about with Creed, it's just the, the story itself. <laughs> Sorry. It just, it's it's a it's a more captivating movie. I, 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 I felt like I undersold 42. I, just, I had nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just went as far as we could go with forty two. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it beat out Hoosiers. I think that really just tells you how much, how great that movie really yes. is. And he got game in the first, yeah. the first round. So yeah. just as a honorable mention, they did. I mean, come on, forty two did beat out some very good movies here, for sure. Well, that sets up a matchup in the final four for Creed versus. Uh, which one is that? We, we just put more. through. We got one more. Matchup. Yeah, no. It's Creed versus Greatest Game Ever Played next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. But we are heading over to the West for hey, the, that's the final, final matchup. <laughs> oh, this is great. And this is going to be a fun conversation. Varsity Blues versus Moneyball. And I'll let you start off. All right. I'm going to let you keep Moneyball because that's your movie. Uh, okay, so Varsity Blues. Um, high school football, you know, <laughs> you know, it's you, it's Texas Texas high school football, you know, it, it, it's this k- kind of kooky, you know, story of you know this this high school football team that is looking to win this division title for a egotistical egomaniac coach that's can't 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 get out of reading his own press clippings trying to win his 20 some odd division title in that area you know that you know uh, of of Texas um and he's basically you know set for the high school hall of fame they got you know he has his own statue in the, in in the town um and unfortunately he he's so caught up in himself he really he just utilizes and uses his um his team as pawns really okay so and the coach you know really skimped out on trying to help recruit for some of the players kind of left um the the running back Wendell Brown, you know, just fending fending for himself, you know, no recruiters came out from Texas or these Texas colleges or anything like that. Um so he, you know, he he basically, you know, controlled and manipulated the entire locker room and the team in that aspect, you know. And the and the players were secretly disgruntled, you know, disgruntled and just upset and they just, you know, you, you, as the movie starts, they're like, yeah, you, you I think they started like four more games. Like, <laughs> whoa, the movie just started. Yeah. <laughs> you mean four more games. You know, they couldn't wait till the season ended. You know, they they enjoyed it for the most amongst themselves, but 
it did it, 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 it did not extend to the coaching staff. In spite of the coaching staff, right? It was specifically the head coach. To be honest, and it wasn't. I'm saying the staff because yeah. the staff just went along with it. No one, no one questioned him or challenged him whatsoever. And he just. It's he, hard to though this, when you're when you're a high school football coach. They ran like a head coach reigns supreme. Like it, it is he he is the law. Like so, I mean, it's hard if you're if you're a D coordinator or or the wide receivers coach or whatever it is, you come in and say something offhand to the head coach, you're out. Yeah, get y'all priorities straight. Really, it's just, yeah. they don't care. They want it. just like just like in remember the Titans, Herman Boone. He as he said, I'm just a football coach. <laughs> you know, this guy he did not think that he thought he was something more. And then, but I mean, in in Texas though, they are. Like it, they, like they they run everything in in Texas and and all honest in those small towns. Oh, it's small. It's Texas, but I mean it, in those like little townships that are out off the way. I mean West Cannon, Texas. You know, nobody nobody knows too much about it. And then it come in. There's so many West Cannon, Texas, <laughs> in the state of Texas itself. So like right. at the end of the day, those head coaches they they run the entire town, and that's why the the it's partially partially the reason why you have like so much pressure as as a, as a player because of coaches like that. that they they want to be more. They 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 want to be the law and whatnot. Right. The the whole town is watching, and the whole town is waiting to see either you fail, and they want to they want to complain at you. They want to say something on the local radio station so you hear it in the morning on your way to school, uh, or if you're doing great, you get praised like you you see in this movie. So I think it's a great depiction of it because it's, it's kind of true true to life. Correct. Um. You know, so they they going through their ins and outs. Um, there's a massive injury to the quarterback, um, uh, played by you know Paul the late Paul Walker, Mister Lance Harbor. You know, so he gets his knee really blown out. So he he's done for the season. He's about to lose his full ride scholarship. You know why? Because he's getting cortisone shots in the back. The coach keeps telling him, "Go ahead, son." You know, just go, give, give us, give us, a, you know, just give us a little bit more, you know, yeah. and, you know, we got to get that championship. We got to get that title, that, that division title. What do you mean? We, <laughs> you, you know, and, you know, so he's out. So Johnny Moxon has to come in, you know, the backup quarterback, which, which was interestingly enough, they, the team actually had two really good quarterbacks. You know, this was really which like again, a Joe Montana. That happens in, in high school football. Is it? Uh, in 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 Texas anyway, there's a lot of the times where the, the, you got the, this is where I where a lot of people like you see like those two quarterback systems okay. where you have like them trading out drives or whatever. It happens like this, and you you see it in like uh oh, you used to see it in NFL back in the day. No, you, not the community college or the or the uh not JUCO football or anything like that. But you see it on the like the Netflix series uh. What is it called? All American? No. <laughs> a documentary? It, it's one of those documentary uh, shows where there's it shows you high school football from Texas. Oh, um, I, don't know. I can't remember the name of it to save my life, but <laughs> that is besides okay. the point. But those types of shows where they'll you'll see those two quarterback systems all the time. It, it happens, and, and it, it happens a lot in Texas because. There's so much talent, high school wise, anyway. Gotcha. Um, that that they they're like, well, I can't not play you. Right. So well, in this case, <laughs> they had the talent, but this guy was never gonna play. Yeah. 
until, of course, the star quarterback got knocked out. So John John Moxon had to come in, and uh, Quiet as Kept had a cannon arm, and no one knew about it because he was sitting there reading a book from the from the bench, and the ball came out of bounds, and so the the ref asked him to toss him the ball back. And so he threw it to him, but he threw it on the other side of the field. Ref almost to the died. other ref. <laughs> and it came and I mean it hit the ref in the arms with force. Like and he was from a sitting position. I'm like, come on now. Dude, are you serious with a golden arm like that? I'm like, man, you name your price. <laughs> Brad Favre out here. You know? <laughs> I mean Brad Favre, Dan Marino, just, just John Elway, just, just th- I mean, throw cannons. <laughs> Like you know, you breaking your receivers. You know they 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 getting sprung fingers trying to catch the ball. You know, but yeah. With that being said, um, so you know they got to go. You know, so they they have to make this big transition, and now they got a new quarterback. Um, of course, Moxon got some um, ideas he want to do. You know, he want to do little trick plays. And, yeah. You know, he's trying to shake up the offense a little bit. You know, and oh man, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, John Voight's, you know, character who was the coach, you know, Bud Kilmer, you know, he, he wasn't having it whatsoever. <laughs> and so he would, Moxie would just here run plays in the middle of practice, you know, without, you know, unauthorized, unauthorized, in an unauthorized fashion, you know, and just get, he don't even care if you get in trouble. <laughs> he just, he knows you have no go. other option. <laughs> right. You can't he, put in another quarterback. <laughs> he, yeah. So he challenged him all the time, but I mean, it wasn't to be defiant. It just, I just, he was just losing a lot of respect for him, you yeah. know, so. Um, and then you know they got you know <clears throat> I know the program had James Con. I'm doing a quick sidebar, but his son Scott Con, you know, was in, it was in this one. Is he was tweeter? It was, yeah. a, it was a star wide receiver. You know, you know, basically um, Julian Edelman out there. You know, <laughs> a little little tiny speedster out there. You know, but it, <clears throat> like I said, the movie was fun. It, is it predictable to a degree? But I mean, it's not about being wooed and wild it's just kind of like it just kind of captures you it's entertaining to watch yeah. it's very interesting it keeps you the, the storyline keeps you going it, it's light it's you know it's it's something you can you know you know it's a it's a feel good time you ain't got to get super analytical with this movie you know it's just it's, it's no draft it day no. right i mean and then they get <laughs> then they got a billy bob in there you know they got their characters in there that keep you going you know and it's, it's a lot going on in there but it's really showing you the negligence of uh, bad coaching, or yeah. bad coaches, bad mentors, you know, or, you know, just a, a guy who lost his way, obviously, at some point. They, you know, there's no backstory here, but, yeah. you know, but this, yeah. And they said he, he's been coaching for over 30 years. You know, just so even the, the, the parents were talking about, remember when we were on the team for him? <laughs> I mean, I wish you would be sitting there hollering at, hollering at my kid in front of me. And, and I'm supposed to respect you? Talking about you, you the coach. I'm like, he, yeah, he was hollering. He used to holler at me like that. You don't find something wrong with this, bro? You know, like, uh, you know, abuse is abuse, whether you took it <laughs> or <True>. not. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not talking like verbal abuse. You know, it's not just physical, but it's just, yeah. So it, the movie was very interesting from that standpoint alone. And, and of course, in Texas, you know, uh, high school football rules. I mean, literally, these are, these kids are walking around like gods. Yes. The good ones, you know, the one, the star players and stuff like that, and they're treated as such, you know. And I get you got to see some of that too, and it was like, wow. I mean, like, man, is this a real thing? Like for real? Like, why wow, they really do this down here, huh? And so, that's varsity blues. And why I took the time because it's going against a 
powerhouse right now that I'm about to get ready and like segue for you, a nice little segue for you. So I, I wanted to give Varsity Blues his, his due justice. Yeah. You know, y'all go out and vote. Text. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> what, um, seven, seven, seven. You're right, right. <laughs> you know, but that's Varsity Blues. So um, All right. I'll well, hand it over to you. Well, I'll take on Moneyball here. And it's Varsity Blues. Is, it's its own thing, like you said. And. and I'm glad that you gave it its due, uh, but I, I'm going to give Moneyball its due at this time. <laughs> Man, the Moneyball is, uh, we've said it time and time again, week after week. This is the, to me, the better version and the, the baseball version of draft day, the behind the scenes and telling the story, not just about the draft itself, but the full aspects of building a team. Mm-hmm. And and it also tells the the a, a story of just gross insubordination and how you have to and how to how to fix that because I mean these guys in this kind of quasi uh what what are they a- analysts uh kind of statistical the, the 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 old guys in the room telling them what to oh, do oh they're the scouts. This, this, well, some team. of them are scouts, but some of them are just guys that are just giving their advice. No, they were, they were all they're all some scouts? type of okay. form of a scout of some right. some capacity. Yeah. All a, those scouts, yeah. all scouts in support. and managers, because you had like a third base coach. Yeah, you had a, it was the coaches and the scouts. It was, yeah. it was the it was a team building staff. Yeah. Um, but man, they these guys half of them have zero <laughs> idea what they're talking about. How ugly one dude's girlfriend is, and how he's got no confidence, and this, that, the other, and who just the 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 amount of conversations and the, the amount of talking that went nowhere in that one scene alone just kind of shows that just that that first part of having an organization that just does not know how to win <laughs> right. yet anyway, um, and, and I know it's coming off of a season where. They had just made it to the playoffs and, and they lost in the divisional round and whatnot uh, to the Yankees, I believe. Um, and yep, cool. Yeah, first round. You, you, yeah, you lose in the first round of the Yankees, and and that's its own thing, whatever. But to come back and and that's the conversation that you're having to to see who you got to go get next. That that's one thing. Uh, but coming down to just being able to look at the analytics and, and look at baseball in a completely different way. I mean, before this movie, for the most part, baseball was as boring as baseball could be. Um, this is at the time where they're coming down uh, pretty hard on steroids. Uh, I mean, this is just when I think A-Rod got busted for the, for the, the third time. <laughs> right. Uh, which is neither here nor there, but... This, I mean, baseball is pretty boring around this time. So to look at it in a different way, to look at it from the numbers side, to look at it uh, from the team building aspect of it, it I mean, it, it's just fun. And, and the way that everything goes in, and all the things that go into it from having to make trades and, and how you uh, kind of pick the brain and see where where one GM is headed and, and what they're thinking about on, on a certain guy and, and how to get him to think mm-hmm. a different thing and the way that they set set some of these gms up to try to pity pit each other against each other where they had that one scene where jonah hill sitting on the table talking to one gm and mm-hmm. uh billy bean is on the other side talking to a different gm and they're they're putting the, them 
to, up against each other and they don't even know it yet. And right. just and, and that it's actually, I mean, fun, kind of a fun storytelling aspect of it. It's literally the exact opposite of what happened to Billy Bean in the second scene of the movie. Uh, you remember how the movie starts off with him um, in the uh, in the stadium empty because they're uh, up mm-hmm. in New York plan and they had just lost when he gets home, when the off season just technically started and everything, he had already set up a trade uh, with somebody else. And he's on the phone talking to a different GM and he kind of pit him and some other guy up against each other. And the other guy gave up more and, and he ended up losing out on a, on a trade. And he was like, ah, oh, you played me, Jim, you played me. And he was like, don't try to beat around the bush. You played me. And he throws his phone on the table. It's literally the exact opposite thing that happens in, in this scene. So uh, it's just a little bit of a fun storytelling thing that they did there. Um, but the, the, this Moneyball as a whole, it, 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 again, it's about how you build a team and, and the just the – from one aspect of building a team with no money and, and figuring out how you get guys that can be of value to you with the little money that you have on, on your payroll there, uh, as opposed to also having to deal with people inside your organization just not knowing what their job is for one and, and what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're talking about stuff that makes no sense and also just immediately defying what you think in what you're trying to build there as you are the boss, you are the manager, you are the guy that's trying to build something here. Right. It's your show and, and the guy that you have kind of your guess quasi right hand man, he's not listening to you. He's not implementing uh, the, the things that you're trying to put in into position here. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you, you have something specific that you're trying to put together and it's not coming together because they're not listening. So um, just the way that Moneyball tells that story uh, from the baseball aspect uh, is, is fantastic. But then it also jumps into how he is dealing with the stuff happening with his family, how he's going through uh, he is a divorced parent and he he's divorced and he's trying to also parent and show his daughter one thing. He's dealing with the, the, the stepdad who's who doesn't take into consideration the actual father's views and what he wants for his own child, where his 12 year old has a phone now. And, and they had that whole conversation and, and whatnot. And, and he's trying to butt in on the parenting conversation that they're trying to have. And, and he's trying to make it an A-B conversation. He's just being yeah, this, this is a whole another layer. A whole another nonsense. Yeah. So and, and just to show how he has to deal with that as well and 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 also uh just the, the concern his daughter has for him. She's going to school hearing about how his, her dad's not about to have a job and whatnot mm-hmm. and how they're going to have to end up moving and, and <laughs> all this stuff. And so I mean I think Moneyball I I've said it for the last two two episodes here. I mean Moneyball to me is one of the it, it's high up on the list for me. It's a two seed for a reason. Um, and, and it just across the board to me, it, it's told in such an interesting way. It makes baseball fun. So what are your thoughts? Um, well, I, I kind of concur with the majority of everything you said. I don't want to restate all of that. Um, but I mean, it was, like I said, it was a, it was a movie that really gets into how, how to build and, um, manage a franchise. Yeah. Literally. Um, but we got to see some of the absurdity <laughs> that comes. I mean, it's absurd. I mean, like that, that people are getting paid a lot of money to do nothing and absolutely nothing. I mean, man, I got to find a way to be one of those people because 
it was just it was i mean the scene is i mean the scene was good but you yeah when you really think about what they were talking about i'm like y'all seriously up in this room this is what you are talking about like that's that's what these old heads you know what you know what they quit now let's let's go to like since you said it was like draft day Remember when they had to look up Bo Callahan because it was just all, and it was like all on the website yeah. talking about how many women you think he gets yeah. in, the, in the course of a day. You you got like four hours before the draft. You trying to find information to make sure we need to draft this guy, and y'all on just just some website. You stupid stuff. Not gonna, not, add, not gonna do anything. right. Not gonna find any answers to anything looking at this. You know because do this later. You know and. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's that's what they were doing in this room. <laughs> just they, you know, yeah. So what you think about Johnson? Johnson, oh man, he, you know, he, he looks the part, you know, and looks. He the can really part, get his bat around, right, you know. Yeah, you know, really get you know, a lot of pop out there. You He's know. got a nice swing. He, right. he gets a good first step. Right, you <laughs> know, you get him, you know, give him like two hundred bats, and you know, like anybody, he'll be just fine. What, what? <laughs> you know, like. like like, come on. Like that was something where he was saying something about like um uh something where about him hitting. He said like oh, oh, okay, if he if he's not hitting, why does he how does he hit well? You know, it was yeah, something like he, he was asking because he, he asked him what it, what his average was and it was like two twenty something or it was super low. And he was just like, Okay, well if he hits well, why is he not on base? Yeah, it was something <laughs> like that, like why he's not hitting. Yeah. You know, so it's like the guy just looked at him like what? <laughs> exactly. That's my point. And he was like, you know, and then the whole thing, like, he's like, you cannot, we can't replace Giambi. We can't replace, um, who was the other guy? Uh, Hatterberg. Hattieberg. And, uh. Um, oh, Hattieberg is who they brought in. No, it's Jason Giambi. Giambi. Matt Damon. Not a Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people. Not, not Matt they Damon. They wish they had Matt Damon. No. Right. <laughs> well, what, what uh, was it? was Jason Giambi. No, no, it was Jeremy Giambi. Or was it Jason Giambi? No, Jason. Jason Giambi. Jeremy's his brother. Um, what are the other two names? <laughs> um, let's say uh, ten. Oh, no, two. Johnny Damon. <clears throat> yeah, it was like a pitcher. But the main ones was Giambi and Damon, the majority of them. But yeah, so you know, but you yeah you had you, but there's this whole you know this whole you know the replacement. He had this analogy where it's like, so if we. So if we wanted to, if there was some, if there was another Giambi and a Matt Damon out there, you know, he basically we couldn't some, afford him anyway. You know, yeah, exactly. He was like, could we afford him? He's like, well, no. Then he's like, then what in the heck are we doing? You know, like what are we talking about here? You know, yeah. like why are we sitting here talking about something that we can't fix? You yeah. know, we cannot replace these guys. We can try to recreate it, but we can't replace them. And they just still in there trying to replace these guys. And we're really going, well, Billy, you got to trust in the system. And this is what we're trying to do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, fortunately, in a small market teams, if they have some type of success, like a playoff berth yeah. in baseball, that's huge because the only a handful of teams get to go to the playoffs. I think it's like six or seven teams right. are in the playoffs and on I mean, the first place. And I mean, we've been extending it over the last decade with these wild cards. I mean, before that, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even a mile, yeah. 
So it's like really like you, you, you. Let's go. You know, the rest of y'all. Thank you for the hundred. After hundred and sixty-two games, you know, you and twelve done. months later, you know, <laughs> it's just yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, they, you know, and it was just oh my god, the scene is it's funny as all get out because there's so much going on in the room, but it's real. Like right. that's actually what happens too. Right, and then of course he brings in um, he brings in his assistant, you know, played by Jonah Hill, um. Uh, what was his name? Peter Rand. What was that? Was Peter Brand. Peter Brand. Yeah. Yeah. Calls him Pete. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, I don't really care what your name is. I'm just what what just happened in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, kept telling him what his name. Who was. are you, Peter Brand? <laughs> right. I don't give a, what your name is? <laughs> right. Oh man. Who he, he said? Whose nephew are you? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. <laughs> And the man ain't never he had a job in life. <laughs> he literally walked straight up to his desk and said, "Who's whose nephew are you?" <laughs> he needed to know, oh. and that's it. Kind of gives a, a, a insight as to how these organizations win. I mean, it's yeah, it's what you know, but it's more importantly, <laughs> more times than not, it's who you know. You gotta know somebody to get in here. You but know? I mean, this was the exception. He didn't. He was right. nobody. Like, he's literally he just, just a, an analytic geek that they exactly. sometimes listen to. Low level genius sitting there, quiet. It's, you know, Peter Brand. Peter Brand. <laughs> yeah. So you know, even like they bring him in the room and they, like, Billy, who's that? You know, like, <laughs> well, in the midst of y'all nonsense conversation, I mean, that that's you know the assistant GM. That's yeah. who he is. <laughs> Your boss, Does he basically. need to be here? Yes. <laughs> he was so straightforward in that scene. I mean, that. I could watch that scene over and over again. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's real. But it gets at this is where I think baseball especially needs to change. They need to get these old heads that they need to stop looking at these arbitrary numbers, these arbitrary things that really don't matter to the sport. Right. And and move on because let's get down to what actually matters. Let's get down to what's serious about this sport and what actually is going to affect our team moving forward. Uh, and again, this is a, a, a league that has no salary cap, so you can throw whatever money. It's really what the market bears for these players. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter when it comes to like what you or who you're, who you're losing. It's what you can afford and, and what you can go get. And what you were saying uh, with, with that scene as a whole and what he was trying to get them to understand was, we can't replace these guys. We, we we can do we can only try to recreate them. Right. And, and and really the best way to do that is based off of their numbers. Who are these cheap guys that we can go get that can actually get get these numbers? Huh. Got it. That. Nothing. I was just looking at cast names. That's all. Which is interesting. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well then, I mean, I think we've embellished and dove into these movies enough and this is one of the this is by far one of the most fun brackets that we've had <laughs> to talk about oh yeah uh so let's get down to the picks here uh wh- where are you going with this one um well like both movies they they're, they're excellent um pretty much put either one of these on to fall asleep to i know people probably listening to me saying that like well how good could it be if you're going to sleep to it no no you have to understand it's that good where it calms and relaxes me yeah. enough to where i'll just fall asleep like it, it could be in the middle of the day not that it's boring no not yeah. at all it's just it's something you don't mind leaving on 
and just let it run. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. It's almost subconsciously I can just listen to it and go to sleep to it. Um, either one of these movies qualify for that. Um, I mean, of course, Draft Day is another one. Yeah. With that being said, um, got to go with Moneyball. And we are in agreement there. Moneyball <laughs> is going to go, and it's it's one of the best movies, like I said, on this list. So I think it's rightfully so should be there. Varsity Blues, it was an un- underdog in the first place. It's It was the... Uh, we both agreed it was the Cinderella of all Cinderellas in the, in the Elite Eight. So yeah, it was our Loyola Chicago. Yeah, for right sure. Here. But you know, unlike just like them, they're done. They are done. <laughs> yes. So I think that I mean, we we have some very fun matchups that we're going to be looking at pretty soon here. Um, so let's just go ahead and look at what we have to look forward to right. uh, in the Final Four. So we are looking at where did it go here? Let's pull it up. Uh, we're going to have on one side, um, it's going to be Cinderella Man versus Moneyball. And on the other end, it is going to be Greatest Game versus Creed. So this is going to be the final four matchups here. It's going to be. I believe Draft Day didn't make it. It's <laughs> unfortunate for some. I, hey, I think Greatest Game definitely oh. deserves it. Should definitely be there. <laughs> you so sabotaged the pick. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's. This is gonna be uh that's gonna be a fun episode to just dive into those those matchups. These are all great movies. Again, I think everything that was on this list, even going back to the first round, all of these should be watched at least once. So definitely um leave your comments down below. Let us know what you guys think. What are your picks? What did we get wrong here in the Elite Eight this time? Um and you can also go ahead and, and tell us what you would have picked. Um, and you'll also be able to do the same thing for the final four. So keep an eye out for that on Twitter. It's at the underscore square pod. Again, please like, rate, subscribe. And the most important thing that you could do to help the show grow here is share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your coworkers. Share it with the person that you just met on the bus. Uh, let, us, let us all let's just make sure that we can grow as much as possible. Get in front of as many uh, listeners as possible and, and continue to grow a community of sports fans. So uh, thank you guys again for listening. We'll catch you guys in the next one. All right. Yeah, have a good night. Thank you.